Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. This is Season 18, Episode 2. I am your host, Dr. Brent Janogan. Today, we have the future Dr. Eli Voiles. He's a currently a student at Life University. He's an ambassador at Life University, amongst many other things. So we're going to dive into a lot of conversation, from, uh, really just talking about chiropractic from school to doctor, and then the evolution of chiropractic and how uh, this new generation of chiropractors, the fourth generation of chiropractors, stepping out into the world, um, how, how we can impact and make the profession better, uh, really spread that word of chiropractic to the world, and just have some great conversation about what the future holds. Before we hop into that conversation, let's hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to be possible. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful tools like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited text and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app and use our code LEGENDARY to receive an entire month of offset billing. That's J-A-N-E dot A-P-P and promo code LEGENDARY at checkout. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Allow them to combine your wishes and their 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients by heading to TotalClinicSolutions.com and use promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off on qualifying table purchases. That's TotalClinicSolutions.com, promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off. And we are back. Season 18, episode 2. Future Dr. Eli Boyles. Thanks for being with oh, us. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I'm so, so excited to have you on. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, we had uh, the intention to start a podcast whenever we, I was still a student at Life University. We sat down. I think we spent a couple episodes, but it never really took off like we wanted it to. So um, it's great to have you on, my man. Oh, it's great to be here. Great to see you as an official doctor. And I think the podcast title is pretty appropriate. Legendary. I appreciate that. Yeah, Johnny Johnny started this and passed the torch to me. And it's been uh, been the host for three seasons now. And it's just, it's getting better every episode. And I, I love it. I just, uh, it's, it's beautiful because it takes the chiropractic profession. It incorporates students and doctors, veterans, or even young doctors, and allows us to connect, allows us to be able to have conversations on where the profession's going, uh, how it's showing up, what's happening inside of it. And, you know, sometimes we have some subject matter experts on certain certain things come on, but really it's just, it's a platform for us to be able to spread the word and just let people know how amazing chiropractic is and how we can awaken that healing power in the body. Absolutely. That's a pure, absolute truth 
right there. And one thing that we were talking about a little bit before we came on, chiropractors, we love to talk. So podcast is like our, our realm. You know, that's right in our alley. It really is. It's it's You can't shut us up sometimes. It's like you get on stage and you're like, I don't care what that clock says. I'm going to talk whenever I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see I didn't see that five minute warning. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. What like what five minute warning? <laughs> yeah. Is it lights? Yeah. Well, tell uh, tell us a little bit about you because you've got a really cool background. Uh, you've you've done a little bit before you came to chiropractic school, and I think that you bring a really unique flavor uh, to to uh, being a chiropractor, but also just you know this episode. Yeah, so I'm ex- I'm super excited to become a chiropractor. Um, I'm really unique as far as just a student. I, I consider myself a unique person. You know, my mom says I'm special. I believe that. Um, but as far as a chiropractic student, um, I'm 28 years old, so a little bit older. Me and Brent are now old men. We're seasoned, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't know a thing or two. We've been around the block. Uh, but no, I started school a little bit later. Um, originally I was, I was the first person in my family to go to school, uh, as far as undergrad goes. Uh, I'm from the greatest state in the United States, uh, that's Salem, uh, Indiana, I'm specifically from Salem. So grew up in a small town but love, love Indiana. And um, when I was in uh, high school, we got an opportunity to get scholarships towards any Indiana school. And Indiana schools, there are a lot of great Indiana schools. So it was a cool opportunity for me. I ended up choosing to go to Ball State University. Um, that's David Letterman's alma mater. Mm-hmm. So my intention was, when I was first going to school, I thought, you know, I might try to be this David Letterman guy. and his program that he basically funded supported there at ball state was journalism i mean there was a whole entire building for him so that's what i elected to study because being the first person in my family to go to college i didn't really i didn't have an idea even what i wanted to do and i had known in high school i had done a lot with the uh student-ran media and i thought that was really cool so i was like oh we'll just try this out well, my junior year was 2016. So just to jog your memory, that's Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump election. Mm-hmm. So it didn't end up seeming like such a great idea to be a journalist because I have I was seeing like kind of how the news field was. That's kind of where my focus was. And then I was seeing just like this crazy environment, you know, like I just it seemed dangerous almost to become a journalist. But my, my thought process getting into school was I like this you know, media side, but my heart was I want to get to corruption, expose that, expose truth for people. That was my, my true intention because I just felt like where I was from, you know, we get left out of a lot. We, we're not told a lot of things, especially we'll get to a little bit later, but about health. So that was my intention going into school. Well, 2016 really opened my eyes to like, wow, even, you know, even these journalists who I thought were the truth, uh, people that would come with truth presented to the public, the per- people that were really telling you what was going on, it was more slanted. It was almost like a sales position. So I, I thought, okay, I'm not going to switch my major. Uh, what can I do with this degree? And the first job I had out of school was a Medicare insurance trip for Humana, healthcare mm-hmm. insurance, and Medicare company. And great experience, but that was my first exposure to health. And I loved talking to the old folks. They would give me a lead on my cell phone. I'd drive out to their house, knock on their door, and I'd come in and I'd talk to them. Just sit down and talk to them about their options. And we usually spent about an hour for an appointment, and it was 45 minutes just talking about life. Like I would ask them, you know, I'm a young man. What would you do if you were my age? And 
I can't tell you, like, that was just so great for me. Like, just put in perspective that I'm not invincible. There's things I need to focus on that are important. Um, and how important health was because, you know, I would, I would be around people at the end stages of their lives. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool because, like, it, I loved the experience, but I didn't want to just sell them insurance. So fast forward a little bit, I got connected with a guy in my church in Indianapolis who was a chiropractor for uh, a network called Max Living. And he was like, oh, you need to go check out uh, Life University. And I was like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to convince my parents that I'm going to go study more school and it's going to cost a lot of money and they don't even know what I'm going to study. But during 2020, we were in lockdown and I went home, worked with a chiropractor. And then at the uh, tail end of 2020, when they started opening things up, uh, early 20, uh, late 2020, early 2021, I took a trip to life. And just to see the contrast between what I had been exposed to in my small community and the belief systems um, and just the ideas surrounding chiropractic, I was sold. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do this. Uh, Just take my money right now. I'll figure out the stuff later. But that's how I got into school. And I hope to make a big difference when I get out of school. Um, We were talking about a little bit before we came on, but uh, just I, I believe people with unique backgrounds make unique people outside of school as well. And I think that's what we need. Yeah, and, and you know, I just want to, I just want to admonish you for a second because knowing you, it's not that if you're going to make an impact, you will make an impact. Like you will, and I appreciate that. Absolutely, and it's the greatest feeling in the world. I I love being a chiropractor. I busted my ass as a student so that I could be great as a doctor, and I walked out and I didn't know any. I I didn't know what I didn't know, and. Uh, I had a great mentor that taught me a lot and really poured into me and taught me a lot of how to be a clinical doctor, which I didn't necessarily understand when I was going through school that I, I, I'll tell you like burnout's a real thing as a student and you will burn out and you're meant to burn out. Like the system, the way the system's set up, it's, it's meant to teach you how to push yourself. And when you get out here in the real world, you're like, man, I wish I was back in school. That was easy. Like I had, like I had to be there what at eight o'clock in the morning. I, I left by like three or four. I could leave class. I could go to the bathroom, go grab some food from the cafeteria. Like it's it's casual. And when you've got a hundred people coming in and you're on the tables and you're ripping and gripping and you're adjusting all day every day, it's like you don't get to take that five minute break to go to the bathroom. Like you got to wait until you got downtime or shifts over. And mm-hmm. Then it's like you. Then you got to do paperwork. You got to mark X-rays. You got to fill out all of your your stuff. And there's there's a big learning curve when you walk out of school. So uh, enjoy being a student. Like really enjoy it. Lean into it. And if anyone, any any students or people that are looking at potentially becoming a chiropractor, uh, lean into it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Because when you're a doctor, if you're so focused on tomorrow next week, next month, next event, next workshop, next whatever. Like you're not in the present moment. You're not enjoying what you're doing at the current moment because that's where your passion is, right? Yeah. I think too, like, um, you know, that's one of the things I struggle with here at school is um, generally speaking, we'll be around students. And when students have like a negative attitude, that's just it. It it, like to me, like I'm choosing to be here. 
and I'm choosing to invest in myself, you know, I'm taking a leap of faith, you know, nothing's guaranteed. And so I'm trying to wake up every day, you know, and yeah, there are things I can complain about and sure, maybe I'm a little bit tired, but I'm really in a bubble. You know, I'm, I'm not really in reality per se. I'm surrounded by people that believe pretty much the same thing I believe. We're all focused on generally the same schedule. Um, not to say that, you know, school is tremendously easy, but it's just different than uh, the fast pace that comes from being outside of school. And so, yeah, I, I do. That's great advice. Like, I try my best. You know, it, it, it gets difficult because I heard a saying the other day. We're all here at Life at University. We're here on a quarter system. So we're just like a, a business schedule. Uh, four quarters make a dollar. So four quarters in a year, baby. So uh, they go very fast as far as the quarters go. Mm-hmm. But, man, I heard a great saying this past week. It's long days, short quarters. Because you do try to cram a lot of things into a day. And I think that uh, you're 100% right. Like taking it in as a student makes it so much more valuable in the end. It makes your journey that much more beneficial, especially you could probably speak a little bit more on that, being to where you are now, having a little bit of perspective that I don't have yet. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it, it really is. It's, it's taking an opportunity and pouring into it and creating something out of it. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about before. It's like whenever, when you're in school, you're getting just fire hosed with information and it's hard to consume it. It's hard to take that in. It's hard to make that a part of who you are and, and understand the wisdom that's being imparted to you. Cause like I look back on some of the classes for coding and documentation and I, I literally will sit down and go back and pull my iPad and look at my notes from those classes so I can make sure that I'm being congruent because, uh, you know, at the time it was Dr. Good that was teaching it and she made us know that material. It wasn't like, Hey, take this class. It's going to be easy. It was like, no, this class, I will fail you because this is someone's life that you're, you have in your hands. And if you don't properly document it, either you're not getting paid, they're not getting paid or someone's coming after you to get paid. So you have to know how to do your job. You have to know how to do your orthopedic test to identify exactly what's going on to create specificity. You know, I spend a lot of time as a student outside of school, spending time at seminars, mission trips, clubs, uh, training nights. You know, I, I would train three, four, five times a week, adjusting, practicing, working with people, getting my hands on spines. Because that was what was more important to me was learning how to be an artist. Well, I spent so much time being an artist that my clinical skills were not up to par. So when it comes time to take boards, I had to spend all this extra time really pouring into the information to make it my own so that way I could critically think. And that shows up in practice. You have patients come in with shoulder replacements, you know, hip replacements, knee replacements. And if you don't know how to take care of that person appropriately by doing orthopedic or neurological testing on them to identify exactly what you need to do, you could potentially hurt that person. And it's, it's not, not like putting a negative light on it. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, when you got someone that's 15 medications, they're chemo patient, uh, cancer recovery patient. And it's, it's like they, they start stacking the things because in life, life happens, trauma happens. And 
you still have to take care of that person. If you don't know how to appropriately do that, then you could potentially harm them or hurt them. And it's yeah. the reality of it. Yeah, I was just going to add, I think that uh, that's part of my, uh, like what you just said, it's part of my thing when people are so negative on cl on uh, campus is, you know, when I approach class, I'm, I'm approaching it like, uh, let's just say it's you as my patient, which I, you could be, but you know, you're amazing. So I'll probably be more likely to be your patient. Uh, but let's say you're my patient. I'm in that classroom learning that stuff for you. You know, I'm, I'm in there learning it for you because I know I can help you with that information in some way. So my approach is, you know, I'm not here for me. Like maybe Eli doesn't want to be here right now. And maybe that is the case, you know, maybe it's too early or maybe I'm tired. But I'm doing it because I know that maybe in the future, Dr. Brent needs me to know that. That's why when they, you know, I hear, oh, it's this, this assignment or whatever. It's more like an opportunity because you, like, you can attest to it. You never know what's going to walk through that door. Mm -hmm. So it's better to have as much information as you possibly can because that's what, you know, I think number one thing I've noticed about anybody pursuing chiropractic is you have a heart to give. You have a heart to serve. So the best possible combination you can have is the knowledge equipped with power so that you can have that heart and the knowledge and you become invincible matter of fact you might even be legendary is, is that right uh, yes sir <laughs> well it, it really is though it's it's it literally is that simple and yeah you know, i'm reading a, a book the six habits of growth by brandon bichard and the first three of the the six habits motivation focus and confidence motivation and confidence have uh, a part in there where he talks about that they overlap and if you're lacking motivation it's potentially you know it's it's an it's always an internal job it's always an internal conversation but the motivation is is it about me or is it about the people that i'm taking care of like in our case the people we serve uh the confidence that comes with that is if i'm focused on me that I'm focused on making myself better. But is that confidence directed towards myself or is it directed towards the people that I'm showing up for? Because if it's, if it's about you, you will limit yourself and you will stay comfortable and you will not step out of your comfort zone because it's about you. Like, you think I wanna walk the streets and walk into random businesses every day to walk in network so people know who I am and where I am and what I do? Like part of me, it terrifies me. The other part excites me because I'm meeting new people and I have the opportunity to help someone like potentially save their life. You know, it's like the max living is all about like saving, saving lives. And it's, it's true. Like you're, you really are like when you're adjusting people, you're, you're potentially saving that person's life, depending on what their health looks like. And that's absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's uh, what's so exciting about the profession that we chose is that opportunity to make that connection. Like we were talking about it. Um, generally speaking, everybody understands that you have an energy that you give off. You know, you might run into somebody that you're like, I don't know what it is about that guy. I just don't really like him. Like there's a gut feeling or something. As a chiropractor, you have that opportunity to, if you are serving, if you're coming from a place of love and you're giving out of abundance, then you are going to give that energy off. But ours is on steroids because we're we're actually putting our hands and healing mm -hmm. you know we're not doing the healing but we're facilitating the healing and you feel that energy 
and there's almost a synergy between you and that person. And that's a unique opportunity because there's just not a whole lot of jobs like that. And I think that's why they can't shut us up when it comes to opportunities to talk about it because it's just so exciting. Like it's unique and it's exciting and it's life giving. You know, I try to put myself in situations. There's only two situations you could be in. It's either life taking or life giving. Mm. And not every single situation is going to be tremendous, you know, but it could be life giving. And I try to put myself in so many situations that do give me life. And it's not that I'm taking, 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 but, you know, hanging out with Dr. Brent, that's life giving experience because we're sharing something that's growing both of us. We're around each other and it's positively influencing. It is extremely life giving to receive chiropractic uh, care, mm -hmm. extremely life giving because there's just so much to gain from it and the connections to your body and the connections to that person, you know, whether it's the patient or doctor connection or vice versa, that's just life giving. Like there is a tremendous amount of greatness that comes with that. Yeah. And it, you know, it requires trust, right? Like, so energetic boundaries, like you don't want someone in your space. And this is something I've experienced is a patient comes in, they're in a lot of pain or something's going on and they get on the table and they're not used to someone touching them. So before you ever put your hands on that person, I need to establish trust. There is an energetic conversation that must happen before I ever lay my hands on you. Otherwise, I'm just taking advantage of you and, and you know, manipulating and, and doing whatever. And that's, that's not what we do. You know, it, it really is just establishing that layer of trust and energy and having the recognition in the conversation of, we're going to, we're going to establish healing. And that's, that's where we're going. It's like, uh, one of my favorite sayings from Dr. Zach Connor, he does Tosky tonal. And he says, there's two types of chiropractic adjustments, initiation or continuation of healing. I'm like, that's yeah. true. Very true. And you know, like you well, mentioned, great. Uh, you, you know, as well, like, uh, cause you love being in the gym. I love being in the gym. But there's there's levels to the gym. You know, you may learn like you can remember the first couple of times you go to the gym and you're trying to figure out like how to not look stupid, how to not injure yourself, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you start researching, you learn, oh, this is the exercises to build this muscle. And then you go level deeper, you're like, This is the correct form, these are the angles I'm trying to get at, this is the wrist position, you know, all this kind of stuff. Then you go a level deeper. These are the breathing instructions. Then you go level, level deeper. This is how long I should rest. There are levels to like the adjustment that are like not always taken in by just a casual observer. Mm -hmm. You know, just like what you're talking about, just the connection, the synergy, the, the tone, the energy agreement. That's like the levels of the gym. I mean, there are, you can watch me do a curl, but you, you don't know the complexities of the le levels I'm thinking about it. You know, I could be thinking about how I'm breathing what angle my wrist is at, but you're just looking at me doing this curl. It's the mm -hmm. same thing for that adjustment at that bay because there is so much going on. There's It's this big layered cake almost. And that's what's exciting, I think, because for me, coming from a place where, you know, I didn't even really know that much about chiropractic. First adjustment I got when I, was when I was like 23-ish. I'm 28 now. So, you know, I always think about what could have been, but I'm also excited to be the person that can be the beacon for that person. So they don't have to know what could have been, you know, I, I want to talk to your, I want to talk to you and meet you as young as I possibly can. And then talk to your children as well. 
and in a non-creepy way. <laughs> I just want to get them under, I want to get them under care because I know the benefits to like growth. Cause I'm six, two, I'm about like you were pretty tall, well built dudes. But I always wonder, like when I was born, I was supposed to be six, four, you know, and that irks me a little bit. Cause I think, man, if I'd have been under chiropractic care, I could have been six, four. I might've been in the NBA, Brent. I might've been. I believe it. I mean, I believe it. It, it's, you know, it's so, it's, it's a beautiful conversation. Um, one of my favorite demographics to take care of is pregnant mamas. As you, you can feel that baby, you can feel the energy of the baby. Like there's a definitive signature resonance. That's there's a little baby growing in there and there's a little pocket and you can, you can feel the energy source and, you can, and it's, you know, you put your hands on the, on the belly and it's just like, this is life. Like it's, it's so beautiful. And you're just like, ah, and then like, how are you mom? And she's like, Oh my God, my back hurts. And, like, <laughs> you know? and so it's, it's just, it's fun. Like it's, it's really fun. And then, you know, the earliest I've adjusted a baby is six days old. I took care of mama on Wednesday. She had the baby on Friday and I adjusted the baby the following week. And yeah. the only thing that's so cool, like the only reason she brought her kid in, she, that was her third kid. And the only reason she brought the, the her baby in was because I had the conversation of, are you going to get him adjusted after he's born? No, why? Like, I mean, my kids aren't under care. Why would, why would I get the baby adjusted? Because the experience of having a child is both traumatic to you and the baby. So we want to make sure that nervous system is firing at 100% as he comes out the womb. And we want to make sure as he's coming into the world, everything is clear, connected, and he is functioning at 100%. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. So now the whole family is under care. Mom, dad, kids, everybody. That's amazing. And I think we talked about it a little bit before we got on, but uh, it might be actually good to share here on the podcast, but that conversion from stu uh, student to doctor and having that connection of trust, I think is, um, you know, it could be scary, but I think it's also amazing. Like that's what I was talking a little bit about your focus in school. If I approach this, like I need to memorize this material, learn this material, really comprehend this material for you. I think that that gives you that power and that confidence you were talking about, which makes the trust. I mean, people can feel confidence in your hands. I mean, it's the same thing as like if you're on a date and you hold a girl's hand, right? They're going to be able to tell if she thinks, yeah, if you think she's in your league or not. Yeah. But I think that uh, you could probably talk a little bit more about that on just what it's like from where I'm at right now to where you're at in the level of trust from a person to person connection. Yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting being a student, taking care of people like I had, when I, when I graduated, I had close to 10,000 adjustments or more under my hands. Um, I, I really pursued being a great adjuster and coming out of school, I, on a mission trip, you take care of people, but you don't, you don't take care of them and retain them. So you put your hands on spines. You don't really understand exactly the, the significance of what's going on in the body versus a patient in the office. Uh, you really get to know the person, get to know their system, get to know what's going on. You know, you're taking x-rays, you're, you're doing objective findings, identifying exactly what's going on. 
And that, that clinical experience is just, man, like it, it blows everything else away. And it's, it is different, you know, going from wellness care as a student, taking care of people as a student, you're, you're taking care of young, healthy people, young, healthy spines. And then you get out here in the real world and you got someone with phase three degeneration and this degeneration and spondylolisthesis, and they've got retro or, you know, anterior grade translation. And they have, um, I can't even tell you the amount of hardware, you know, adjusting a person that's got from C3 all the way down to T4 completely just wired together. You know, you get in the low back, someone's got Herringer or Herringer, was it Herringer rods um, through their spine. And like they've had it since they were 17. And you're just, you're like, why? Well, it's not for you to decide because right now what's the most important thing is getting that person adjusted. And it, you go from wellness to active care and, and taking care of people that are actually sick, that truly need the care. I mean, everyone needs it, but um, you're, you're taking care of people that are, they're in that disease state, that dis-ease and the body is starting to create disease. And that's, that's really just, man, like I, I, I keep thinking about this, this one patient I was adjusting and she turns around and she goes, you're a healer. And I was thinking, well, thank you. Like, you know, kind of taken aback by it. And she's like, your hands, she goes, your hands glow. She goes, when you touch me, I can feel the warmth in your hands. And she was just like, that's how I know I'm going to get better. And it just, th- those moments, like those stick with you and they, like you hold on to those. And th- those are the days, like all the hard days, all the, the reps and everything else. Like you remember you remember the ones that you make the biggest impact on. Yeah. That's I think that's what, uh, I think that's what fires me up the most. Uh, the community I come from Salem, uh, in Indiana, we, we just don't have knowledge. You know, uh, like I get jealous sometimes of some of the kids here that are Cairo kids that have grown up in Cairo families. And you know, that means you got adjusted generally from birth or close to birth. Um, and then you've grown up with just, uh, more knowledge on, um, you know, things to eat products to use that are clean your house. Um, like that stuff I've never even heard of, you know, I just, when I, when I was growing up, so I kind of, I feel, I always tell people just like we did at the beginning of this podcast, I feel like a unique student because I have a unique perspective. So I know exactly what it's like to hear chiropractic and think that's garbage because I, I was before I thought about coming to school, I was dating a girl at the time and we had a trip to a Chicago Cubs baseball game. And on the way home, we got into a car wreck because we had switched drivers. I let her drive in it. It was raining pretty bad. And so we slid off the road and just missed some trees by a little bit. So it was, it was like a lucky situation because I could have got hurt pretty bad. The ambulance came and they were like, Oh, do you need any health or you know help or any uh, care? And I was with my girlfriend at the time. So I said, you know, no, I don't need none of that. I'm, I'm pretty tough, you know. And a week later, my girlfriend uh, went to a chiropractor. Well, I, I didn't even know what she was doing. I just happened to be with her. And she was like, oh, I have to stop by and see my chiropractor. And I said, okay, fine. Like, I'll go with her. And I sat in there and I saw this guy do 
what I now know is you know side posture and do basically a full spine uh, analysis on her and then do a couple of different thoracic and cervical adjustments. And when I watched it, I was just like, there is no way you could pay me to do that. You know, I just thought it was like the most crazy thing. Like I was like, you know, this doesn't seem real. And I was a little weirded out this older guy was, you know, so close in my girlfriend's business and she was just cool with it. And she's not that type of girl. So I was like, um, you know, this is just weird. And I, I, I didn't have like the greatest experience the very first time, but I think that that's great because it allows me to put myself in those people's shoes. Like mm -hmm. everybody in my community is a member of the people that are not healthy spines. Like they're the ones that have the Harrington rods that have the fusions. And there's just something that fires me up about being able to talk to them and tell them reality. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not my job to, um, get you to believe me. I'm not a salesman. I'm just trying to tell you what reality is. And I want to give you an opportunity to have a choice. Because I think that's like, that was my primary reason for going for journalism is I want to bring the choices to my community, you know, or any community that I choose to live in. You know, if it's here at life, I want them to have choices. I want them to be able to have the knowledge to be able to decide for yourself what's, what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think chiropractic's right for you, that's fine. But I want to show you why I think it is a good option. And I want you to have that choice. Because when I was growing up, I was Cairo by default. We didn't go to hospitals because they were expensive. you know, And we didn't have the greatest selection of food because we didn't have that much money. So we grew all of our food because it was Indiana rich. We were like farmer's market type of stuff. So I was a little Cairo from the beginning. But just to have the ability to step in those people's lives, I think it's just it's a, it's a calling for us because you get that opportunity to restore hope in their life. And man, especially after COVID, that people struggled. They have, they have a lot of, uh, even young kids. I was, two years ago, I went to a 12 year old's funeral. She was, I was a youth, uh, a helper for a youth ministry um, in Indianapolis. And she was 12 years old and she OD'd. It's like, I just can't imagine coming to that mindset as a 12 year old. But that's just reflective of trickle down. So that's adults have shown her that in her life. So it's just a state of the world the world's at. It's like they need the hope. And it's mm -hmm. cool because we get to step in there and deliver that. And it's not like we're selling them on anything. Like right. what I'm telling you is that's how I practice my life. Like that's reality. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Yeah, it, it's, you know, we, we talked a little about it before we, we were on the podcast, but authenticity. It's like how you show up. Like be the, be the example. Like, you know, I was, I was close to 300 pounds at the beginning of uh, chiropractic school when I started school. Look at you now though. Yay. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, my mindset shifted because if I, if I'm going to be a doctor, I need to be the epitome of health and wealth. When you look at me, you say, I need what he has. I, I need what he has. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like I don't, I don't want people to want to be me, but I want them to have health. I want them to have well-being. You know, part of part of my practice model is teaching people health and wellness. And the only way to only way to reach wellness is to have well-being. And if you have well-being, that well-being combined with health creates wealth. And that's knowledge. It's wisdom. It's understanding. How how is this beautiful 
machine running? And is it running well? If not, I'm, I'm putting poor materials into it. I got terrible resource. I'm putting low lead octane into a race car. Like you can't, you can't keep shoving McDonald's down your face and expect it to run like an Indy car. It just doesn't work like that. The body's going to adapt. It's going to take what that is. It's going to create toxins and release it. It's going to flood into the body, creating inflammation. And now we, we can't even run because we're running around looking like the Michelin man because the body's so swollen up and puffy that it's just constantly inflamed. So it, it's just, that's the truth. And people hide from that. They do not allow themselves to step into that and understand exactly what they need to do to take responsibility and action for their life and their health. And it's a beautiful opportunity as a chiropractor to step into that relationship, no matter where you are, and meet the person where they are and help guide them to health and wealth. Yeah, and what, I think what's interesting for us too is we talked about it. The profession is 125 years old. So we ain't, we ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, this this is going to be a interesting time. Like, I, um, I already think it's an interesting time to grow up. I tell my parents that on the phone like every week. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like, we just deal with a lot of stuff that they can't even really wrap their heads around. I'm not making fun of any old people that are hopping on the amazing mm -hmm. podcast. So if you figured out how to get on the podcast, you're doing well, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we just deal with that they can't really wrap their heads around, and that's not a shot. It's just like think about things like uh, social media is not even a thing or like having a cell phone readily available. I mean, I recently stopped wearing like smartwatches um, just because, you know, we were, we, we were doing muscle tap testing in labs, and I'm getting weaker results with that on there because that wristwatch is causing interference to my body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's um, when you stop and think about it, makes perfect sense you know that cell phone has signals that are shooting up in satellites in the space and then back down to you so there's no way that there's not signals that are interfering with stuff going on in your body well what if i wear one of those tiny signals on my wrist i mean there's no way that that's not going to have a similar effect yep so it's like it's it's weird how um you know same thing with like you said mcdonald's it's weird how we get stuck in this mindset of you know a hamburger and french fries is a meal like where you know like it doesn't i'm not saying that those aren't i'm not saying that mcdonald's is not good like i, I think mcdonald's is good as far as taste because that's what they engineered it for right mm -hmm. but when you look at like fuel or quality it it's barely anything there for anyone like you could buy a mcdonald's hamburger and keep it in the package for almost 20 years and it barely changes mm -hmm. you know so it's the same thing whenever you look at like a vending machine and they have let's say a Twinkie or some type of hostess, did you know that they don't even break down like, like they can't break down af after multiple years and insects sometimes don't even eat them because they have so much preservatives on them. Yep. But we just think that that's a good little snack. But you got to think about what, 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 how do we get there? And it's, it has a lot to do with the advertisements that we're bombarded with. I mean, mm -hmm. we're one of the only, we're one of two countries that has advertisements for medications on national television. So, you know, it doesn't stop there. And I think that that's why they always say ignorance is bliss because it truly is. Because you, if you don't know it, it seems better. But you, when it comes to your health, I would argue that ignorance is not bliss. You're going to run into a big problem if you just completely ignore everything, like the check engine light on your car. You know, you can put your 
your photographs of your kids or your significant other over top of that, but it will not eliminate the engine's problems. Nope. And the bad thing about your body is you can't just buy another body. It's your perception through your life. And you got to make it last on average 76 years. So I would try to make sure that that thing is running and purring well. You know, and I'm not saying that uh, things can't happen. I mean, there are genetic disorders. There are things that you can't control. And I feel for those people, and I would try my best to help anything I could possibly do. But if you were, if you woke up this morning and you have mobility, try to make it the best. You know, there are a lot of people that can't even do that. Right. And I think that I think that if you respect your body, it it just like like when you said when you uh, came to Cairo school, when you shifted your mentality and you respected your body, it it changes your life. Once mm -hmm. you change your mentality and you have a different uh, mindset or viewpoint towards something, towards something, the only way to know if it's authentic, like you were saying, is if there's an action shift. And your action shift is your results. I'm looking at him right now. Shoo! You know what I mean? Like there, there's no way you can change your mindset and have no action shift. Absolutely. It, it really like it is that simple. It's just a mindset. Like you know, get outside, get some sun daily. Um, Stop carrying your phone in your pocket. It's been proven that it reduces uh, sperm motility for men. And it causes PCOS and ovarian disease and cancers and other things for women. Like Your cell phone is pumping toxic radiation into your body. We know that it, with science, we've seen that. You know, uh, Dr. Huberman just spoke about that a couple of weeks ago where he was showing a lot of the research, showing like wearing your cell phone on you. It creates change. It changes the tonality of the muscles because it, it's, it's frequency. You're creating frequency modulation in the body by having, you know, an electronic device. That was something I recognized in my own whenever I was wearing a whoop during uh, school because it was creating changes in my tissue that was causing a lack of mobility and a lack of range of motion at the joint that was closest to. I wore it on both wrists and I wore it on my ankles. And everywhere I put it, I had a lack of range of motion within a couple of days of wearing it. And that's just the truth of the matter. You have to recognize it's like my subjective opinion doesn't matter to the objective truth of the matter that it is affecting you and it's not creating positive change. Like yeah. keep eating pizza. It's like, well, like I guess I guess I'll eventually not be fat. No, like you have to stop putting the carbs in so your body can heal. <laughs> It's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think um, you can probably say a little bit more that game, but through school, you get tested on a lot of will. You know, D do I want to do this? Do I really want to? Not necessarily, I think becoming a chiropractor, everyone wants to do that, but do I want to take the steps? Do I want to take 27 credits every single quarter? Do I want to take a year's worth of school every single quarter for three and a half years? Do I want to sit in this classroom and listen to this professor? Do I want to turn in another paper? Do I want to do another quiz? Do I want to do the four national boards that cost all this money? Do I want to do this? But once, like, once you figure out that is what you want to do, I think that it just unlocks something different in your mentality. You know, it's like um, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to work out. I get an opportunity to work out. You know, it's like the, the difference in the way that I'm viewing things or the way that somebody would view things is very, very powerful. 
And in school, they're testing a little bit of how much do you want this? And I think it's because of like what you were saying, like you're presented things that, you know, if you don't really want to do this, it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody comes into you and they have difficult issues as far as like, you know, hip replacement, um, they have some type of uh, nervous system issue. Like that's going to be difficult. And if I don't have the will to go through school, I'm not going to have the will to figure out this person's problem. Mm-mm. And when I'm in school, I think it's funny because people focus so much on, um, you know, grades and accomplishing the class, which I think is, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I have a lot of respect for valid Victorians and everybody that's in summa cum laude. Like, I think that's great. But at the same time, that's not the same as applicable skills. Mm-hmm. And when you get when you get out, um, one of the things that when I first started shadowing a chiropractor in 2020 that he told me that I'll never forget, and it was just so impactful. He said, people don't know, they don't care how much you know until they know that you care. And it's so true because um, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that, you know, like I said, I had a journalism background, so when I came to school, uh, I took on the task of taking the highest level doctorate science classes, and the only science credit I had was astronomy. So that's a curve. Yeah, that's a big curve. So there, it's safe to say there are people here that know a lot more than I do, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Like they're just extremely intelligent people. I think we have a lot of high performance people here in life, and I love that because you are a product of the five closest people you surround yourself by. I'm surrounded by a bunch of high performance people. So mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like that pushes me. But, you know, I think that there are people that are way smarter than me. But what does that mean, really? You know, how big is their heart? You know, there, there are multiple factors that come into being your your chiropractor. You know, you want to have somebody that's capable, smart. You want to have somebody that can actually do the art like you were talking about, that actually knows what they're doing as far as the test, as far as treating you with the care. But then you also want to have somebody that's likable, you know, that's entertaining, that will listen to you. I mean, it's not just one thing. It's a lot more than just knowledge. So I think that saying, you know, they don't care how much you know until they know that you care. I feel like that's, you know, kind of where you're at, especially in, in the, the environment that you're at with the job you got going. You're able to show them that you care. So then it's like, not that the other stuff comes easy, but it's like if you lead with that, it makes the other stuff feel a little bit more more effortless yeah and it really does because like the difference between trying to sell someone chiropractic and provide someone chiropractic um the sell i'm looking for i'm looking for a desired result like i want to sell you chiropractic care so i can get you under chiropractic care versus um i want you to heal i want you to sleep better i want you to walk better i don't want you to be in pain every day like I care about you because I want you to live your best life. Like, the, the, I mean, I, I felt like I palpably felt that just saying it is it's, it's important to identify why you're a chiropractor, why you're going through school, becoming a, becoming a doctor of chiropractic. It's, is it for me because I want to make money or is it because I want to help people? And that's, that's more important. The money's going to come. It's a byproduct of the success of owning a practice and being in practice. But being there full of unconditional love, no judgment, I am here to help you any possible way I can. 
How may I serve you? Excellent. Go face down. Let's get you adjusted. Like, it doesn't have to be this big grandiose cell. And it, it's just, do I care enough about you, the human being in front of me? And I want the best for you. Right now, I know the best thing I can do for you is I can adjust your spine. And we can start there. And then we can start correcting the habits, routines, and the lifestyle choices and changing the mindset. But first things first is we need to get your brain connected to your body so it's functioning properly. Yeah, powerful, man. All right, I got a question for you. So yeah. what do you think? Uh, what do you think the... Um... What do you think of students coming out of school now? Do you think, what do you think about them just in general? Oh, I'm excited for the future. I mean, it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm on the podcast as the host, because this, we are the fourth generation of chiropractors. Like you said earlier, 125, 126 years. Uh, it's only been around long enough for three generations to really go through the motions as we step into this, the fourth and potentially fifth generation of chiropractors are now going through school, learning the, I mean, look at the difference between Gonstead and functional neurology. Like yeah. Gonstead, Gonstead are phenomenal doctors. They are able to identify with hyperspecificity, subluxation and correct it. Functional neurologists can dive into your brain and tell you how your brain's functioning. If the prefrontal cortex is talking to the insulate, if it's talking to your hippocampus and your amygdala, and you have proper function, are you hormonally, chemically functioning properly? If not, we're going to balance and fix it. Like, different conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that, it's kind of like what we were saying with the gym, just different layers. Like, there's so much to it. There's so much, uh, so much you can affect. And... And mostly in a positive way, you know, I think, I think that's, what's interesting, especially most people I've met here, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, you're a doctor, which means educator, but that doesn't also, it also works for you as well because you're a lifelong student. And I think kind of what you're hinting at for us as the fourth generation, man, we have some potential, like there's some potential for big time movements in big C chiropractic. So, you know, United United States right now is kind of like a hub for chiropractic, but why? You know, why can't it be worldwide? Why can't it be a big thing in the United States? Why can't it be the big thing in the entire world? Because last time I checked, I don't think only Americans need chiropractic care. But at the same time, I know more Americans need chiropractic care. That's why it's cool that we're getting the exposure on things like Snapchat or TikTok not saying that those are 100% correct or super principled, but just having that exposure, I think, is it's cool because, um, like you mentioned in the intro, I'm an ambassador, so I give tours here at the campus, and it's interesting. We have one section of school where underneath our bell tower, uh, there's a small um, place underneath the bell tower that's in the shape of a jail cell, and it's a a monument to Herbert Ross Reaver, who's a chiropractor from the Cincinnati area, which is the most jailed chiropractor, chiropractor ever. And every time I'm in there, I just think, you know, it used to not be cool to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it used to not be even legal in some places. Mm -hmm. And I just think like, going back to like the, the colleagues that I have in class with me, I can't understand how you could be negative to be in school. 
you know, school's relatively easy in comparison to being out in the real world. And it's like, we're getting an opportunity to learn, like, not only learn all this stuff, but then get to do it. And no one's going to call us quacks for the most part. And then no one's going to send us to jail. Mm -hmm. Like, we actually have the opportunity to go out there and be a difference maker. And there's people that went to jail for what we're doing or you know spent their entire life being told that they know nothing or they're a fake doctor and it's just interesting because we do have that potential in our generation to kind of change that and i think it's a wild thought to think that you know the hospitals like they are currently in the united states when we're old men even though that we kind of are already but when we're old old men uh and we have grandkids and stuff um i just think it'd be interesting to have a conversation like you know dr brand like what was hospitals like when you were a kid because i mean in reality they may not be how they are now in the future because mm -hmm. i just don't see how especially when you look at like medication prices i just don't see how that's sustainable for a long term i mean people people are playing the game of insurance but you know it can only go so high so when you look at our numbers as a country on how healthy we are and how much money we're spending and how much medication we're prescribing and how many surgeries we're doing it's it makes sense why people are open to the idea of chiropractic you know it's less crazy and it's also much less invasive you know and safer you know our malpractice insurance is extremely less than a medical doctor and there's a reason for that insurance yep. doesn't play games they're like vegas they don't lose okay so if, if they're requiring less money from us, they already know that we we have less of a capability of doing harm. I mean, by definition, or else they would charge us more money because we have a higher risk. So it's interesting that we get such a great opportunity because we're in a stage where, you know, we're kind of babies. You know, I'm, I'm even more, I'm like an infant right now. You're, you're a baby, you're a little taller, I'm an infant. I'm not even out of the womb yet. But I think it's interesting that we're stepping into that environment because mm -hmm it's set up for us to grow. It's set up for us to take off like a rocket because you have all of these people that are, they literally have their hands out and they're saying, I just need somebody to guide me. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're trying to mislead them or take them in a direction they don't want to go. They just need help. Yep. It's just like, you know, I'm trying to cross the street. I'm a young person, you know, I don't know to look both ways and I still need my parents to hold my hand across the street. I'm not saying that we have a bunch of children, but it is like that and that's the role we're taking on by by investing in our education like this because we don't always want to be doing these things but we're doing them for those people that need yep. us and it and it's it's a it's a gift right it's a blessing like we are facilitators of health it it's it's not me doing the work yeah, I adjust the spine. I give it direction. I give it intention. But you do the work. Like you, the, the one getting adjusted, the one being adjusted, the one that's getting their nervous system optimized. Like you're doing the work. And the empowering piece of that conversation is you're capable of healing no matter what your journey is, no matter where you are, what you've gone through, what you've experienced at the end of the day, the conversation still stands. You are alive, meaning that your nervous system is flowing. It's talking to the body innate. 
is flowing. And when you get adjusted, you're reconnecting that material and immaterial. Like I, I love in chiropractic textbook in Stevenson, BJ or Dr. Stevenson talks about how chiropractic is the missing link between the material and the immaterial. It reconnects the material to the immaterial, the innate that's driving the system. Like you, you are allowing the body to express healing because it is a self-sustaining, self-organizing system. It's just, you have to get out of the way and let the system do what it knows how to do. And all you need to understand is there is a solution. There is a chance. There is an opportunity for you to heal. Now go face down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's man. I can't tell you. I'm, I am so excited for you to get over here on the other side of the fence. Um, it's, it's a blessing, man. Like I, I wake up every day and I'm so excited to just do what I do, you know, go to practice and see my patients and, you know, new patients, like continuing patients, like potential patients. Like, I don't care. It's like, I, I love being able to connect to another human being and just express my, my intentional love and provide an opportunity for them to have healing in their life. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure they love, I'm sure they love having you in their life. I mean, I know for me, like a chiropractor is a huge asset just because it affects so many uh, areas of your life, you know, especially if you uh, struggle with things like a lack of hope, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people just need, sometimes people just need somebody. Mm -hmm. and I, I like the idea of being that person for people. Um, I have a passive past history of doing like youth ministry. I, I was interested in doing ministry, which I, I told the preacher at the time he was wanting me to, kind of taking a, a mentorship role with him. And I told him, well, listen, I'm going to go to chiropractic college, but I can promise you this. I'll be like an undercover minister. Cause really we, we are in a certain level, like not saying that, you know, um, I'm going to get up there on my pulpit and preach, but I mean, I just might, I might preach a little bit of chiropractic though. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, the thing that mostly interests me is, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have to have certain needs met before you hit higher levels. And to me, um, if I'm really wanting to talk to you on a spiritual level, I feel like at first, you know, I have to have your physical needs met or you just can't accept what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I totally get that because if I'm hungry, I'm not hopping on the podcast, you know, I'll be hangry and you don't want to see that side of me. So I totally get that. And I think that we get the opportunity, um, whether you're spiritual or not, whatever that looks like for you, you get the opportunity though to help them with that physical, and then they are open for that spiritual. Because mm -hmm. you'll have, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't count the number of times that when I was shadowing the office before I came, we had guys that are like big tough farmers, you know, don't cry even if your mom died type of person, that would get a physical adjustment, change their physiology. And then they're open to talking about stuff that you would never imagine talking to them about. Yep. And to me, that's beautiful because it's like seeing a flower bloom. You saw the growth happen in front of you. And it's like, uh, it's kind of like when I get to watch people I know graduate, it's like, I am so proud. Like, it's like this level, it's like a flood of emotion for being proud mm -hmm. because like, you know, one of these days I want to be a father and I can't imagine like, 
how proud I'll be. You know, even in my son or daughter color something not even in the lines, I'll just be like, that is the best drawing I've ever seen in my life. Like the, that pride, um, just to have that for a stranger, you know, somebody that you, you don't know until they're your patient or another colleague that's graduating school. I think that's huge because not many people naturally are like that. You're actually more natural to make fun of somebody or put them down. Yep. So when I'm looking at somebody and I'm like, I'm proud of this person, that's that's really cool. It's a it's that energy. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's you know um, it's an expression of recognition and uh, creating that space. You know, giving someone the space to know that there is a difference you know like you were talking about, like it's like as a chiropractor you guide people you know like if if you come in in pain your your physical state is i don't care what you're saying i don't care like, i don't care like can you help me yeah let's get you on the table go face down boom they get off the table oh my god i feel amazing i'm not in pain i feel good like i haven't felt like this and i can't remember how long and now we can have a conversation because like you just said, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, you have to meet the person where they are. You can't just like come in and be like, listen, uh, I remove subluxation and that I don't, I don't deal with pain. I don't even talk about the pain. I just, I, it doesn't exist to me. Um, subluxation, subluxation, subluxation. That's the wrong conversation. Like you have to meet the person where they are, have the conversation about them they're in pain. Talk about the pain. Connecting body to the brain. We're going to restore the neurological flow, making sure that we're taking the pressure off the nerves. We're getting the body back online. And the pain is going to start to go away. And as it goes away, we know the body's functioning properly. Because pain is a symptom, a signal. It's a check engine light that there's a, there's a need for um, healing or recognition or attention. We need to pay attention to what's happening inside of us. And that's, it's just, it's a conversation. And it develops uniquely for every person. Some people are like, yeah, I got adjusted when I was younger and I feel great. And whenever I get adjusted, I just need to keep that up. Excellent. I love to hear that. Like, you get it. You know, let's evolve the conversation and create a little more context and value. But yeah, absolutely. Like, get your spine checked. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool too the contrast between just for me personally having not known about chiropractic and only having a medical model as a form of health um, the contrast between suppress versus express like I think that if you choose a medical model a lot of the focus and it's not their fault it's literally training but it's to suppress things that you're being like you're experiencing so you know I have this cough what's my first thing take this medication to reduce the cough. I suppress the cough. Uh, my stomach's upset. Drink this Pepto-Bismol to suppress your stomach being upset. You know, it's like, I don't want you to express what what's happening. I'm going to suppress everything that's happening so that you are better. Mm -hmm. You know, but chiropractic flips that idea on its head and says, I'm actually going to let you express full health. And to me, it's like, that's that's where the beauty comes in because we live in a comparison society, especially with social media. So you're always kind of feeling like I need to, especially coming off like a COVID, I have to suppress who I am. I, I need it to be this nice, like buttoned up boxed in image. 
and you have this opportunity to express on a different level with with chiropractic like it opens up like if you're able to get past these physical harms how come I can't express who I am and that that's what I look forward to the most about being a doctor like outside of school because I, I love like the interaction with people and being able to see a good amount of people would be awesome for me in school you know we're with our classmates in our classroom and a clinic setting is not set up like an office setting mm -hmm. so I get pumped up by that kind of stuff so I'm excited to get out and share energy with people but you know it requires being in school to get to that point mm -hmm. and if you weren't in school I don't know if I don't know what I would you know I wouldn't have the same tools that I could help those people with but I think like especially where you're at it's exciting like it's an exciting time especially just being a young doc I think because a lot of the older docs that I talk with they even though they've quote unquote made it right they they've made enough money that they do do basically what they want they have a practice that they don't have to think about as much they kind of like got into a good rhythm they miss the times where they were struggling as a young doc because it was like you have this like kind of dog mentality or like you're hungry or mm. you're, you're passionate like you're young and i'm excited for that like i already have that a little bit you know i get i get suppressed by some of the schoolwork but i think like like i said before we hopped on here it's cool to see you get to see some of the people that i'm started school with and motivates me just because you know seeing you guys out there like performing while on the field it's like you know it makes me while i'm a student be like i gotta kick myself in gear you know they're already doing all this cool stuff but it also like motivates me to be like you know once i get out of school like i don't plan on leaving you guys like i, I plan on having lifelong friendships with the people that i've met here at life so it's cool because you know we'll just be able to like watch each other grow and help each other out and that to me is like that that is just priceless because i mean how many real friends do you have and i feel like chiropractic connects you on a deeper level mm -hmm. than a lot of different things just because you know you could be from completely different countries but connect for chiropractic yeah we, we see that every day on campus and you know i'll tell you um having just opened my own practice like i'm i will be on monday it'll be technically if you want to count tomorrow, it'll be officially a month that I've, I've owned and operated my own practice. And the evolution of that conversation for me, and even the development of the practice itself, it, I've called so many people in the last month, just like Zoom calls, FaceTimes, just a phone call, text messages, um, sending things back and forth, you know, you're never alone. You're, you're always supported and you will always like, I love that you said that because like it's it, once you graduate, it's just now that I have a little more experience, like when you're in practice and you're struggling, trying to do something, you just pick up the phone and call me and be like, Hey man, I'm going through doing this thing. What, what do you recommend? Oh yeah. I've already seen that. Da, 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 da. This is what I would do. Like this, this will fast track you to a better solution that I had to go the long way to find to get over here. So now I can just tell you how to fast track and get there faster. So you can show up and be better. And I mean, that's, that's the whole point. I mean, this podcast, it's just to connect. It's to allow us to understand that we are, we we're together. We're unified chiropractic, whether you do Gonstead or you do tonal chiropractic, 
it's still chiropractic. Like if we get just drop the bullshit and just focus on helping people, no matter what it looks like, how it's done, as long as people are getting better, period, that's the answer. That's the solution. Because that's yeah. how chiropractic works. And yeah, the, and I think I think every I think every approach that you go, whatever you choose, you know, find something that connects with your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. And whatever you choose, there's truth in every single every single like angle. Yep. You know, God said there's truth. If you think that God said it's all wrong, like you haven't le- learned enough, you know, like there's there's truth in every single angle of chiropractic. And I think you just develop, like I said, the one that is most authentic to you and craft your own. Like there's a Dr. Brent style, you know, you've taken pieces of things that you love from different places. But like, it's like you said, what's the goal? The goal is not to create a style. The goal is to help these people, you mm-hmm. know, fill your, fill your toolbox as full as possible. You know, yeah. don't limit yourself. And I think that uh, you should have a, a mentality and a little bit of a pride towards what you're doing, but don't close off things. You know, I think, I think that uh, you're a hundred percent correct. Like there's, we're on the same mission. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but I think it's interesting. I just take the approach to learn. Like, I'm not here to judge you. Just show me like my, my friends make fun of me sometimes. Cause when I hang out with them, like I prefer them to not plan anything, you know, like I just like to like show up and be like, I want to see like how you're living, you know, in a non creepy way. But like, I'm just, I'm just interested to see you authentically. You know, yeah. I don't need you to plan to go to like a concert or multiple venues or whatever. Just have me over and we'll just hang out. You know, I'm not, and I think that uh, that's the approach I take towards learning these styles as well. Like um, maybe I'm not into this, but let's just go to this club and check this out. Mm-hmm. Cause there's truth in it. There's truth yep. in everything. It's just, you know, how can I apply it to what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah, and it's you never know what you're gonna get exposed to. It's like I'm I take care of a company, and I have a high low table that's got a drop away uh, for the the thoracic, and I haven't touched one of those tables except for whenever I was in school. So I go from a high low table to an elite table to this old school high low. So I've got three tables I'm working between. I have to figure out how to drive each one. And everyone has its own personality. It has its own quirks. It has certain ways you can do things on it that you can't do on other tables. Like my elite table has too much cushion. My side posture and my interiors get ate up because of the cushion versus the high-low tables got nice thick leather and you can really emphasize the depth that you want to provide. Like some bounce. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like thud and I'm out. You're like, oh. Got a little deeper than I wanted. (laughs) But it's like, you know, you you go to my table and it's like, I have to really feed into it and really emphasize what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, where I'm, where I'm going to put that impulse and why. And if I don't have hyper specificity of exactly what I'm doing, the table eats it and it just disperses because it's all based off, you know, physics. So it's just learn as much as you can. I have four, if not, I wouldn't say I'm great at Nuka, but I study Nuka, but I have four upper cervical techniques that I can utilize on any patient at any given time. If I have the necessary analysis to be able to perform the adjustment properly. It's like, it's still one of my tools in my toolbox. And I, once I get x-rays, I'll start doing knee, chest and toggle. 
but until then uh, it's it's all you know analysis approach i don't have the objective measurements yet so it's yeah but that's where, that's where we can step in though chiropractors are generally very very good at assessments like that hmm? ortho tests neuro tests if you've ever been to a medical uh setting they generally know how to do them but they don't always know how to assess them correctly mm -hmm. like uh it's a it's just like the adjustment it's an art like uh there's a certain way of figuring out and like i'm at the very introductory stages of that but i can already tell you know there's just multiple things even when you're doing simple things like muscle tests or you know basic sensation tests mm -hmm. like there's an art to that because if you're not paying attention to close details things just everything seems fine i didn't find anything you know and that's what i think that where you're at you know you're highly trained you're you're an expert at that assessment so you know you're actually at a good spot there's not anything missing yeah well clinical reps like honestly clinical experience the only thing that's missing when you come out of school is the exposure and the experience and the reps and that just comes in time we're getting there. I'm trying to be patient as much as possible. They told me if I'm not patient, I can't get no patience, Brent. <laughs> well, principle six, my man, principle six. That's true. Oh, well, Eli, this has been honestly just, it's been such a blessing. Uh, thank you for this amazing conversation. If people wanted to get a hold of you and connect to you, how would they do that? So you can email me in my school email. It's E L I J A H dot v o y l e s at student dot life dot edu. That's a long one, so um, they can uh, run me back, rewind that. Um, but yeah, my full name is Elijah. Feel free to hit me up about anything, especially if you're a prospective student that's interested in chiropractic. For sure, send me any questions. That's my whole role here at the university is to help kids kind of make that decision if uh, chiropractic is right for you. Um, so yeah, any general questions or if you're trying to get me on another podcast, like I appreciate you having me, but if you need to just hit me up on that too. Absolutely. Make sure you connect to him. Uh, he is an ambassador at Life University. He's going to be one of the people that you see running around guiding people, showing them all the important things, just like the jail cell uh, at the bell tower. So uh, I'll just, I'll end it with this, but uh, for those of you that don't know, the bell tower uh, is shaped in the same way dimensions as what a jail cell would have been whenever a chiropractor would have been thrown in jail for practicing chiropractic. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of history and a lot of tradition in this profession and we need to remember where we come from and where we're going. So that way we don't forget what history has taught us in this in this beautiful profession and where it's come from and where it's going to be going. And it's just nothing but up from here. I mean legendary, right? Absolutely. Amen, brother. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, my man. I will uh, talk to you soon. For everyone, we do drop an episode every week. Uh, we will be dropping another episode next week. This is season 18, so make sure you dive into this material. Uh, if you like the material, go back, watch last season because we had some phenomenal guests. We covered a lot of really great material. But until then, like, comment, share, follow. Let me know your thoughts. Love and appreciate you guys. Eli, thanks for being with us.